Hi, I'm Marcus here with speakermindmethod.com. So in today's episode, we are going to do something a little different. I've never done something quite like this before. And we're going to take a look at a very popular author, speaker, podcaster, namely Tim Ferriss. And we're going to analyze Tim Ferriss's speaking style and thereby learn a few things that we can then apply to our own lives so that we can all become better speakers as a result. And yes, this applies if you struggle with stuttering or blocking. As many of you know, I struggled with stuttering for many years. But what many of you may not know is that one of the keys to me coming out of that, to me being able to elevate myself beyond stuttering and to build the fluency that I enjoy today, what allowed me to achieve that in part was due to my ability to imitate and model speakers that I looked up to, that I admired. So the overarching point of this episode is very simple. We want to stand on the shoulders of giants who've gone before us. We want to learn from the great speakers who have already achieved greatness, and we want to get so close to them that it becomes almost infectious. So this is going to be a lot of fun. I hope you're ready. So let's dive in and let's get started. Now, before we dive in, I want to give you a gift, and it is my free Stop Stuttering workshop. If you just want to get things started and you want to get yourself a plan and a daily routine and you want to actually get some information and become more knowledgeable about what exactly is going on and more importantly, how to overcome stuttering and how to get out of that of that box like I was able to, this gives you the tools to do that and it's 100% free. So I will leave a link in the description below if you're on YouTube or if you're listening to this in podcast form on Spotify or whatever, you can just go to speakermindmethod.com and it is plastered all over the website so you can't miss it there. So let's dive into imitation, mimicry, modeling, mirroring, many different words that we could use to describe what we are doing. Now, I will get more into the intricate details of this process. But first, I want to show you what it looks like. And we're actually going to take a look at a Tim Ferriss video. And we are going to learn some tools and some stylistic approaches that Tim Ferriss uses that can be incredibly helpful to helping you raise your level of fluency. Okay, so before we do that, though, I want to make a very, very important statement right now. And that statement is this. Your ability to transformatively change your speech is very much connected to your ability to change your speaking style. Simply put, if you want transformation in your speech, sort of by definition, you need to transform your very style of speaking. And I know that can seem a a bit far reaching, like, what do you mean change my style? Because When you first hear that, you probably think, well, that's just going to make me sound fake and inauthentic, but that's not necessarily true, and I'll prove it to you. At this point in the video, you've now been watching me here for a couple minutes, or you've been listening here for a couple minutes. Has anything about my speaking style come off as fake or inauthentic? Probably not. I definitely don't feel that way. But here's something you might not know. I didn't used to sound like this. I completely changed my speaking style. I used to be incredibly choppy. I was awful with inflections or with stretching or with being engaging. I was, I had terrible articulation. Everything was monotone and mumble, just, you know, kind of like this all the time. There was no real energy exuding when I was talking. And I literally completely changed my style of speaking. So I am living proof that 
That doesn't mean you're going to become inauthentic or fake or artificial. So now that that's out of the way, I hope that you are bought in enough to be like, okay, I think he might have a point here. Maybe I do need to learn from speakers and start to change my speaking style. Okay, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to pull up YouTube and we are going to watch a clip by Tim Ferriss. Now, if you don't know who Tim Ferriss is and you want a starting point for getting to know Tim Ferriss, then I recommend you start with his YouTube channel. Start with these types of videos, and then from there, you can go into his podcast, which is one of the most streamed podcasts in the world. You can read his books. He has New York Times bestseller books, and he's just an incredibly humble guy, but yet incredibly smart and intelligent and articulate. And those are the types of people that we want to imitate in our lives, right? I feel like that is a good starting point for the type of people that are good people to imitate. So let me pull on my headphones here and I'm just gonna hit play for a few seconds so that you can get a feel for this video and Tim Ferriss' speaking style and then we'll dive a little deeper into it. I'm gonna talk a little bit about how to use writing and why you should use writing to improve your thinking. So I would credit much of the success I've had to whatever extent I've had success to learning how to write and to practicing writing. All right, now, a couple things that you will notice if you really pay attention. Number one, notice how incredibly grounded he feels when he talks, right? And part of the reason that he's grounded is because he has actually done the research. He's read, he's well-read, he's well-educated. He's put himself through all the knowledge, which then allows him to come on camera and share his thoughts with the world in a confident way. So that's the first thing that I noticed just now watching that. Another thing that is important that you may have noticed as well is the way that he stretches his words instead of using filler words. So let's go back. Let me come back to the start again. Notice, talk a little bit about how to use. Notice how he doesn't say. Writing and why you should use writing to improve your thinking. When he says to improve your thinking, he doesn't say to improve um, your, your, your thinking. No, it's very, he slows down. And this is very much one of my tools that I teach all the time, word stretching, to improve your thinking. It's not to improve um, uh, your, your, your thinking. It's not that type of approach. You're slowing down almost by paying attention or by leaning into word stretching. You're not necessarily slowing down by telling yourself to slow down. You're slowing down by implementing a tool like word stretching that by, its, by actually implementation of that tool, you will slow down by the natural effect of using that tool. And so that's an incredibly valuable thing for you to know is if you can stretch your words out more instead of using filler words, it makes you come off as much, much more smart. You sound so much smarter than if you are always using like and ums and ahs, every other word. But and an, another thing here too is notice sometimes he'll actually speak quite slowly but it doesn't feel painful to listen to. And the reason is he's not wasting words. When he's thinking about constructing the next word or the next part of the phrase, he doesn't necessarily stop. Sometimes there's there are pauses, but what he does more often is, is he will link the words or stretch the word 
just for a couple more milliseconds to give him time to get the next word so that the next word is more accurate and compelling and is more true to what exactly he is trying to communicate. So I would credit much of the there again, see, I would credit much of, and what's interesting here is one of the tools he's actually using here is a tool that was popularized by Michael Williams and the Pro 90D speech system. So he's also a speech coach, and one of the ways that he helps people who stutter is he gets them to focus on linking their words together. And what that means is instead of stopping the breath, it's almost like the breath stays consistent. It's almost like it's a consistent level of, of, of an exhalation that is happening. The air doesn't clamp up. You are slow, even when you are thinking about the next word or you're not sure what the word's gonna be, you might stretch the word. The success I've had to whatever. The success I've had, it's not, he didn't say the success I've had to, no, the success I've had to I feel I'm constantly leaning external. I that the breath feels like it's constantly coming out and it's not hitting a wall. I'm not locking up my vocal cords to where the breath and does that. That isn't happening in between the words. And so that really helps Tim Ferriss here speak incredibly smoothly and it's going to help you speak more smoothly. So this is a really useful tool of linking your words together, or at least mentally attempting to do that. Now, this can feel like an impossible tool if it is perhaps your only one or one of a very small number of tools that you are trying to implement. Because I know from my own experience, when I learned about it and I tried to implement it, the problem for me was it's, it was almost by definition of implementing the tool, I wouldn't stutter. So it was kind of like telling me to just not stutter, <laughs> right? Link your words together, translation, don't stutter. And so that, that tool in of itself for some people might actually be enough just to get them to focus more on that. For me, it was helpful, although there were other tools that I needed as well to kind of help me, to help me build my speech fluency to where it is today. And again, if you want to learn more about all this type of stuff, I have a free workshop that I'll leave in the description below if you're on YouTube or just go to speakermindmethod.com to check that out. So let's keep analyzing this. Let's, uh, I'm going to play this now for a few more seconds. I know I've been talking a lot here instead of Tim. So I'll let this play on for a few seconds. And again, let's really pay attention to his style. And I've had success to learning how to write and to practicing writing. And the reason for that is that without writing, it's very hard to freeze your thinking on paper so that you can sharpen it, so that you can see where, for instance, you're using words that aren't well-defined, where you're saying things that don't need to be said. I also have to point out here, do you notice how many things I'm pointing out here are tools that I teach both in my workshop, in my 30-day sprint course, if you get one-on-one -on -one coaching with me? These are all tools we talk about, and these are tools that not only help you overcome stuttering, these are tools that great speakers use. And another tool that, that you can see here if you pay attention is Tim Ferriss's articulation. There are certain words he will really enunciate it. He'll really articulate it and really move his, move his lips to create the word. And it has an impact. Listen or watch. All of this will help everything else. Wait, all of this will help everything else. He's not all of this will help everything else. No, he's 
all of this will help everything else. So he's not saying all of this will help everything else. No, he's picking his spots and it's very natural. All of this will help everything else. It's that type of thing. And it is incredible how powerful it is when you start articulating more and actually pronounce the words. Move your lips, involve yourself. Don't fall back into this, into this net of, you know, you're slouching, this fake relaxation, as you might call it, where you are so you position yourself in such a on to such a weak base level of energy that everything just blocks up and blocks up and there's no energy there. You need you need to develop rhythm. You want to create almost a wave-like effect and you're not going to get that by slouching and just talking in a monotone type of way. You want to articulate when you talk. And Tim Ferriss, that's exactly what he's doing here. So to wrap up this part of the episode, I'm just going to play a few more seconds of Tim Ferriss here in this video and then we'll dive into the rest of the episode. I remember in college, for instance, when I took a class with John McPhee, an incredibly gifted writer and teacher, all of my grades in every other class went up because every extraneous bit of information that was hurting instead of helping me was taken out. Another thing I forgot to mention is notice his animation, both with his eyes and with his hands. So he's he's pretty subtle with it. He's not extreme, but notice how his his eyes are a part of it. Like he'll open them up slightly more. He'll, you know, kind of raise his eyebrows at times and kind of really create that focused attention. Like he's almost staring into your soul a little bit when he talks to you and it, and it compels you, right? Pulls you in. And he's, so he's using his eyes to communicate, which is a very natural thing to do. It's what all good speakers do. And then he is also using his hands to help communicate and to add a bit more animation and interest to the delivery. And again, all of these things help you to overcome stuttering and blocking. Because when you build these skills, you start to create a new speaking style. Okay, so now let's talk a, a bit more about what exactly is the point of me sharing that Tim Ferriss video. Well, the point is you actually want to imitate someone like this in your life. If you're trying to overcome stuttering and blocking, it is incredibly valuable to have somebody that you imitate. And over the years, it's been Tim Ferriss is one of the top people that I love to learn from and even imitate still to this day. Jordan Peterson was another one where I would memorize even some of his videos and just learn to articulate and speak in his style. And that really helped to elevate my own my own style as well, or it helped to, to create more fluency throughout just by having that as a part of my practice routine. And then you also have people like Simon Sinek, who I very much admire as a speaker and has played a role like that as well. So why do we do this? Well, we embody and we act out the flow of a speaker that we admire. And the reason it's effective is because if you really practice, if you really put in the work and you build this new speaking style and you stand by standing on the shoulders of giants who've gone before us, right? It's that classic technique here. Then it eventually becomes automatic to where you don't even think about it. And again, as I mentioned at the onset, it's not like it's imitation to the point where you will be seen as fake or inauthentic. 
Early on when you're starting, it can maybe you'll have moments where you might feel that way, but that's part of the process. The more that you lean into speakers you admire, the more that you can fit them in to your personality, and then what happens, the beautiful thing that happens that comes out of that is at the end of it, and you build up this new style, you will feel like an incredibly enhanced version of yourself. You won't feel fake. You won't feel artificial. I don't feel fake. Much the opposite. I've never felt more myself than I do now, even with me imitating modeling speakers. So is this everything? Is this the only thing you need? Probably not, especially early on when you're working on really trying to overcome stuttering, overcome blocking. Early on, you really often do need specific tools. So, but the way I, that I like to portray this, or I think a good way for you to think about this, is think of what is happening above the surface. So think of like a river or a sea, we have water. What is happening above the surface is you are learning a few tools, a few tools like I talked about in this video, like word stretching, articulation, using your hands, those types of things. You are learning individual tools that help you in speaking situations that you then start to reduce the number of times you block and stutter, which then starts to almost undo the strength and to it, it weakens and starves the strength of that disfluency in your brain, which then makes you more fluent. So that's what's happening above the surface. But then the key is it's not just about tools. It is also about at the same time, underneath the surface of the water, you are developing an entirely new speaking style that is going to be, yes, the best version of you, but it is going to be new. Again, I sound completely different. My speaking style is nothing like what it was five, six years ago. But I still feel completely like myself. I feel like a much more enhanced and better version of myself. And in that process of creating a new speaking style underneath the surface, that then eventually becomes your automatic style of speaking. To then what happens is the above the surface tools become almost automatic as well. They actually do often become automatic. You can go about your day and because of the level of automaticity that you have achieved in your brain, because of the neuroplastic change that has occurred, you no longer need to worry about stuttering. It no longer affects you. It no longer bothers you or annoys you. And instead, if you have moments where you feel perhaps more stressed or maybe you didn't get much sleep the night before or you have a hangover or something and you kind of feel yourself reverting back a bit to the old habits. Well then, because of the skills and because of how strong this new style of speaking is that you've been building underneath the surface for so long, it's so easy to just bring it back and to have that be the domineering, I guess not domineering, but to have that be the strongest force in the part of your brain that controls your speech. And that is exactly what we are doing when we change our speech, when we work on our speech, when we learn from speakers who've gone before us like Tim Ferriss. Gosh, I just realized I've been wearing my headphones way after the video was done playing. All right, let me take let me take my headphones off. And now before we get to the end of the episode, I do want to lean in and talk a bit more about imitation, mimicry, modeling, just so you can have a really good understanding of what exactly it is and why it matters and what it's also what it's not. 
So the first person that I would say exposed me to this idea or really got me thinking about it was also Michael Williams from the Pro 90D Speech System. And this is one of the core tenets of his method. I mentioned word linking before, which is also one of the core tenets of his method. And then this modeling idea, which that is the term that he uses, modeling, is also one of those things that he teaches over and over and over again. And the reason that it's so effective, the reason that imitation and mimicry works is because it leverages a skill that human beings are innately good at. Human beings by nature, we are incredibly skilled at imitation. We are just masters at it. It's one of our superpowers, the ability to imitate. So I'll give you a couple examples of this in the real world of people who've imitated other people and the success that they've seen. So think about the late Kobe Bryant. Now, Kobe Bryant tragically passed away a couple years ago. And of course, Kobe is one was one of the greatest NBA players in the history of basketball. And one of the things that he was very open about is that he modeled his game after Michael Jordan, who came before him. Michael Jordan is known as the greatest basketball player of all time, widely. And then Kobe Bryant is known as being in the top five greatest of all time. But Kobe modeled his game. He imitated the way he played. He studied Michael Jordan. And then he imitated Michael Jordan. And I feel like it's pretty obvious that that was helpful to him. He's one of the top five greatest basketball players of all time. And here's an interesting point. When people would watch Kobe play... It's not like he would embody Michael so much that people would think that he's fake or inauthentic. That's not, ex that's not at all what happened. And this is important for you to know. Like, if you imitate a speaker, it's actually really, really hard to imitate them perfectly in a way that makes you sound exactly like them. Because at the end of the day, you're not them. You're still you. And also, imitation is not doing an impression. We're not trying to, because often an impression is actually an exaggerated version of that person, or they're, they're taking the most recognized, exaggerated forms of that person and putting it into an impression. So impressions are often actually not a good reflection of the person that they are doing an impression of. And so that's also not what it is, but it is imitation, it's mimicry, it's building a new speaking style. And Kobe Bryant was one of those people who understood the power in it and the value in it. And he imitated Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player of all time. And you especially hear this. So I'm a musician, right? I got a keyboard here. This is my little music studio space. And you see this in music all the time. Musicians and singers, especially when they're kids, they will imitate their favorite singers or think of a drummer or a guitarist. Their mannerisms, especially if they, if they play on stage, they tend to mimic and imitate the guitarist that they like. And this is a perfectly natural thing. And again, human beings, this is an innate skill. It's a superpower of human beings to imitate. And staying on this path for a second of music and singers, so think about The Voice or shows like uh, America's Got Talent or Britain's Got Talent. And you see these like seven, eight, nine, ten 10-year-old kids go up there and absolutely crush. And it's like, how do they do that? How do they sound so good? Well, based on studies, based on as, as far as I can tell, as far as the information I know about talented children like that who can go on stage and sound absolutely amazing, 
one of the reasons and probably the core reason that they sound so good is because they imitate so well. They are just better at imitation than all the other kids. So they listen to, say, a Michael Jackson, or they they imitate a Whitney Houston when they're a kid, and then they go on stage, and the neurons in their brain allow them to just imitate them so well to the point where they just almost embody the style of the singers that they imitate, and that is what allows them to sound so good. But again, it's not like they sound exactly like Michael Jackson or exactly like Whitney Houston, but imitation is still a key part of their ability to even sound good in the first place, okay? So hopefully now you have a good understanding of the value of imitation, of mimicry, of modeling. We don't need to be ashamed of it. We don't need to feel like we're being inauthentic or fake. This is part of the game of life. And one of my favorite authors, especially of late, is Robert Greene. And Robert Greene, one of the things that he talks about all the time and really pushes back against is this false notion that so many people have bought into, uh, especially in modern times, where you feel like you don't have to act. Or this false notion that you can just be you your entire life and that you can just be the same everywhere you go and that's just you. Nobody that we respect actually lives like that. And you know this, you speak differently and act differently around your boss. And then if you go to hang out with your spouse or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your family, that you put on a different mask, you're acting differently, you're speaking differently. Same thing goes if you go to the grocery store or if you're, if you're an Uber driver and a passenger comes into your car, you're going to act differently. You're wearing a different mask. Of course, there is still at the core of you You're still exuding yourself, but it's not the same for everybody. You're wearing different filters and different masks depending on where you go. And that is not something that should be looked down on. That is a part of life. It's a normal part of life. And if you can become a good actor, that is actually what allows people to respect you. And when people respect you, then you can help them. And then you can be a good person and actually be influential to them, right? So I really appreciate Robert Greene in that specific aspect because he really has helped open my mind and helped enforce and reinforce really what I had already known about the value of imitation and modeling within speech. The knowledge that I've been accumulating has helped me to understand even more deeply within speech, but then also other areas of my life, right? Of course, the goal is to be authentic, it's to be true, it's to be honest, it's to be, it's to be not fake. We don't want to be inauthentic or artificial. But let's not pretend that being natural or being authentic is as self-evident as it always seems. Sometimes, in order to achieve the excellence that you want or to actually achieve your best self, you have to let some current parts of you die and you have to build something better. And that's exactly what I, that's my story. I didn't accept my speech exactly the way that it was. I made a decision to let that die, to let that part of me die and to build something better. And I am so grateful to my former self that I 
made that decision. So my friend, thank you so much for watching this episode or listening. I truly hope you found it helpful. If you want to dive deeper into overcoming stuttering and building the life of fluency that you want to create, then you need to go watch my free Stop Stuttering workshop. It's exactly what it says. It's 100% free. It's a 45 plus minute training that you can get access to for free. This is the type of program that people will charge two or $300 for. And I am giving it to you for free because look, I want you to have it just for the same reason that I'm giving this YouTube video away or this episode away for free. I want you to have it. Of course, if you find that you want to go deeper, I have programs like my 30 day sprint. I have my one-on-one -on -one coaching program, but at the end of the day, I'm trying to help as many people as possible. And that is why I'm giving this workshop away for free. So just, you can find the link in the description if you're on YouTube or just go to speakyourmindmethod.com and you can find it uh, all over the website there. It's my stop stuttering workshop. All right, and one more thing before I hop off here. If you enjoyed this style or this type of video and you want me to analyze and talk about other speakers that you respect, that you admire, then be sure to leave a comment and let me know what speaker you would want a video done where we're analyzing them and we are again to use the phrase standing on the shoulders of giants who've gone before us because that is what we are doing so if you have a speaker that you admire that you would want to see a video about in this format let me know in the youtube comments below and i would love to take a look at potentially expanding this series and discussing multiple speakers in this process. Okay. Thank you so much for watching this episode. I will see you in the next one. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.